Hello and welcome back to another bite-sized 40-minute mental episode. We're steadily approaching the second half of this series and I really hope you've been enjoying all the episodes so far. We have some really exciting plans for the rest of the year. So we'd love to speak to any mission-driven businesses looking to get direct access to C-suite level decision makers or looking to build their employer brand and attract the best talent in the startup and scale-up space. If this sounds like something you or someone you know might be interested in, please feel free to get in touch with our head of marketing, Hannah, who would love to hear from you and explore how we can collaborate. You can reach her on hannah at jbmc.co.uk. Now on to today's mentorship. We're joined by a former 40-minute mentor and my good friend, Amir Nuriala, who has, after years of leading some of the fastest growing scale-ups, in the tech ecosystem, decided to start his own venture. In today's episode, we'll find out more about his new business, Aureus, why entrepreneurship by acquisition is a great alternative for aspiring entrepreneurs, plus Amir shares some tangible advice for anyone looking to step into the founder role. So without further ado, please sit back, relax, and enjoy this bite-sized dose of mentorship with the brilliant Amir Nuriala. Thank you for having me. I've had a bit of a convoluted career journey, so I'll try and summarize it for you. So yeah, I'm a Londoner. I studied computer science at the University of Nottingham. My dad's American, so upon graduating, I moved to California, I joined Cisco Systems to be a system engineer, which is their kind of glorified way of describing technical sales. Then moved back to London, did a short stint at Accenture Technical Consulting. I then did 13 years working in banks, but not as a banker in, in technology in banks, worked my way up to being a managing director. I think at peak, managing departments of 300 people, 100 million budget. So kind of pretty big roles. While I was there, I did sign a desk launch an e-commerce business, which I ran for about five and a half years and had a very, very modest, not life-changing exit on. And then uh, about five, six years ago, I moved back into the startup world. I um, joined Oak North Bank, so the digital lender here in the UK, I was COO of the bank, joined at Series A, had a fantastic journey there. You know, SoftBank invested nearly half a billion, we became the most valuable fintech in Europe, we became profitable, still profitable to this day. And then from there, I joined a B2B SaaS business called CallSign as chief commercial officer. So I went from being a buyer to a seller, again at Series A and a very similar kind of rocket journey. We did a very big Series B, sovereign funding, JP Asset Management, JP Morgan Asset Management, 10x the revenue. So yeah, so so great, great kind of journey in that respect. And I guess the final bit would be, and also for the last three or so years, I've been doing a lot of angel investing in the UK tech sector as well with my wife, Claire Velotti. Basically, what, what the last couple of years working as a, an executive in tech firms has shown me is that I, I really like that type of work, really, really enjoy it. You know, joining a business that has product market fit, they've got some meaningful revenue, they've got some traction, and they want to scale. And that scale could mean lots of things. It could be scaling the operations, could be scaling the revenue, it could be just scaling more of the same, or uh, you know, in, uh, opening up new verticals, new regions. But basically, taking something that seems to be working and just now needs to kind of supercharge. So, really, really enjoy doing that. But the other realization I came to as well is that. I'd like to do it for myself rather than it be someone else's company. And so when thinking about how does that look, I also realized, so lots of kind of revelations here to myself, I also realized that I don't have an idea. I don't have this great idea. 
to do my own startup. And I don't really want to go through that zero to one stage where you start with nothing and, and build it up, which is ironic because I've just launched my own fund from nothing. But it's a very different journey. And I want to play to my strengths, my, play, my, my strengths of scaling. And scaling means there's something that's existing that you're taking on. So with that in mind, realizing what I enjoy, what I want to do, and kind of what I don't want to do, I partnered with a friend of mine, Daniel Cardenas Clark. He's a VC, previously at Notion, previously at Triple Point, focused on pre-seed, C, kind of Series A, B2B tech investing, as well as having his own business and being an operator as well. And we both basically came to the same conclusion. We've launched what we're calling a micro buyout firm, and it's called Aureus. And it's a, it's basically an alternative to private equity. So we want to be owner operators. We want to be long-term custodians um, of any business that we acquire. And the key thing is we want to build on what the previous owners have you know, spent years of hard work building. So we're not trying to you know, strip anything apart or rip it apart. We just want to grow it. We want to make it even better, even bigger, scale it. And because of the fact that we want to run it ourselves, we can allow the founders to leave pretty swiftly, as swiftly as they want, basically, where in a typical kind of private equity buyout, you might be waiting three to five years at a really complex earnout structure where you know we're offering for something very simple. Let's agree on a price. Great. When do you want to leave? Great. Let's do it. So in terms of what we're looking for, it's UK-based tech businesses in a B2B sector, obviously tech business I mentioned. The revenues are from contracts, so contracted revenue rather than kind of transactional. There is growth, you know, 10, 15% year-on-year growth that's happening, and they're profitable, which is a key factor as well. Profitable businesses, so EBITDA, let's say one to four million, generally too small for private equity. They're not VC-backed, you know, they're, not, they're not sure what the next step is. Those are the kind of businesses we're, we're kind of super interested in. And you know, what, what are the benefits of the model we're offering? I guess the best thing I could do is probably steal Daniel's words. Daniel's a lot more articulate with me, than me on, the, on these kind of things. So he always likes to describe scenarios when explaining what the benefits are. So I guess one, one typical scenario would be, let's say you've got a fantastic founding team. They've bootstrapped a business and they want to move on to the next project because they really enjoy building something from scratch, seeing it grow into something, but they don't enjoy scaling where it's a bit more repetitive. You know, you find something good and you really push down hard on it, you know, and uh, they want to be creative and they want to, or they want to start something from scratch. Well, in that scenario, if they're willing to hand the reins over, we're happy to take the reins on and operate it, uh, you know, retain their culture, keep their teams and just do the scaling part for them and give them a cash exit that will allow them to go and start the next project. Uh, so that would be one scenario. I guess another scenario would be, let's say you've got a great company, and it's a company that from the beginning has been VC-backed, but it doesn't look like the market for that business is big enough to give the kind of scale that VCs require in terms of valuation exits. And so they need some sort of soft landing, some sort of soft exit out of the business. That's something definitely that Aureus and, and Daniel and myself could offer them. So I think when you think about those two, two scenarios, there's lots of different varieties of those scenarios as well, but it gives you an idea of the kind of journeys that we could help people on as founders. And I think a key benefit I really want to stress for those founders is the, the transition, the exit is a lot smoother because we're owner operators. There's no complexity. They know exactly what the value of the business is that's being purchased. They know exactly how much money is going to end up in their pocket. And they know exactly when they're going to leave. And it's very much dependent more on when they want to leave. Do they want to stay on as advisor or do they literally want to go on the beach and retire tomorrow? 
And you know, that, that's what we can offer um, founders in, the, in those kind of scenarios. And what I've realized is actually VC-backed companies are the, the minority. They're a small fraction of the tech ecosystem. And there's a huge number of publicity-shy tech companies that are bootstrapped, that are profitable, that are successful, that have been running for 20 years, and no one's heard of them. And so you know, there's a learning for me there in terms of kind of you know, open your eyes, wider vision, in terms of what, what, what being a tech company really means. You don't have to be VC-backed to be a tech company. And then thinking about things I've been through, you know, with both Corsine and Oak North, we went through schemes like Tech Nation. When you fill in the form to apply for your company to join Tech Nation's Accelerator, you, f- you have to fill in fields like how much money have you raised, what series of funding are you at? That's not very inclusive. You know, that's actually excluding the majority of companies, tech businesses out there in the UK. So the learning for me is there's a big, wide world of tech companies in the UK that we all ignore. And we need to think about how to bring them into the kind of wider tech ecosystem. But these are successful businesses. They're not, they're not, these are successful businesses. They just have never had a reason to shout and, and talk about themselves while VC businesses are generally very noise generating. So yeah, and I, and, I, you know, and if you think about that in terms of vision for the future, I guess it'd be great for people knowing that there is a wider world that they add more endpoints to their journey. You know, right now we always think about I want an IPO or I want to be bought by a bigger strategic or I want to be you know bought by a big corporate or unfortunately or I'll go bust. There is another option. Why not just sell it to someone else who wants to be an entrepreneur, doesn't have their own idea? but would love to run your business. I think it'd be great if we can, as a learning, add that as well to the mindset. And I think that will help us transition away from this kind of unicorn or bust. There's a middle ground. You don't have to go unicorn or bust. There's a lovely middle ground where you can have a great exit and someone else can take the reins on from you. I think the key thing I would stress to anyone who says that you know they want to be a founder, they want to be an entrepreneur, is that that doesn't mean you have to start the business entrepreneurship through acquisition so ETA entrepreneurship through acquisition is perfectly valid and you'll still be an entrepreneur Elon Musk did not found Tesla right he invested in them and then took over the reins everyone still calls him the founder you know, if you take something that existed and supercharge it and scale it and make it even more successful people will recognize you as an entrepreneur people will recognize you as a founder you don't have to have literally come up with the idea in the first place. So that's the biggest thing I would stress is if you want to be an entrepreneur, and I think a great thing is let's talk about entrepreneur as opposed to founder, there are multiple entry points into that, not just you've got to come up with an idea from scratch and, and take it to the top. Because the reality is if you look at all these businesses that have lasted 30, 40, 50, 60 years, or I've used the most recent example of Tesla, they've had different people leading them over time and taking them through different steps in the journey. We're not too random, you know, MBA graduates who've done a couple of years in private equity and, and coming in and say, I know you've been running this business for 30 years, let me run it. And we're more saying, look, we've done this before, we've done, we've worked in similar businesses and we've been successful. We're, we're not going to mess it up. We're not going to ruin your legacy. Because for a lot of people, their business is their legacy. Sometimes it's the na- their name is the name of the business. You know, they don't want that to disappear. They want it to grow uh, and last. And so who you hand the reins over to is very important. So the fact that we've you know, we're a bit, well, I haven't got any hair, you know, a bit long and tooth, I think gives us credibility that they, that they can feel comfortable handing the reins over. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you'd like to find out more about Aureus or would like to get in touch with Amir, 
make sure you follow the links we've left in the show notes. I'm looking forward to seeing you again on Wednesday for another dose of pocket-sized mentorship. To make sure you won't miss out, simply hit the subscribe button. See you soon.